the Pattern Podcast. Make left traffic, clear for the option. Alright, welcome to the FR from Exchange Room for my gum. Line up and wait, seven range. For my gum. Mark Tower, 172, Romeo Hotel, hold on the 133, ready to take off. I'm John. I'm Chris. And I'm Mark. And we are the In the Pattern Podcast. Welcome to episode nine of the In the Pattern Podcast. Uh, with me tonight uh, is just John because Mark is unfortunately not available, but uh, maybe we can. Um, Get him back in uh, in a post effort uh, a little bit before we get a chance to uh, edit this, and um, and because we really want to talk to him since he's got his uh, his um, written. written done. Yes, thank you, John. <laughs> so in the meantime, it's just us two, but we've still got quite a bit to go over because we've been uh, away from the mic for just a little while. What's it been like? About a month or so. Yeah, about that. Yeah, and since last episode. Um, not since last episode, but in the last episode, uh, uh, John, you got your license, and since then you've had a chance to go out and use it without an instructor and take passengers for the first time. I have. God, that, that, that's uh, every weekend. I, I I probably won't fly for the first you know six months without someone in the plane with me. I bet. I don't know. It's how it's gonna be. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've I've got so many rides promised. I don't know how it's gonna turn out. So, so uh, who was it? Was it your mom or your girlfriend got the first ride? My girlfriend got the first ride. All right. Um, what was that like? I was nervous. <laughs> More than her? Uh, probably. Um, <laughs> she was a little nervous. She was a little, you know, excited to, um, to some extent. But I was, I was really nervous. Um, I planned like crazy for that flight make sure nothing went wrong i was trying to make sure that you know she was comfortable and um it ended up uh it ended up being pretty good um we made it yeah you're here to talk about it it's a good sign i'm here to talk about it how was your weather the weather was pretty good uh the clouds were a little low um i didn't quite get to go as high as i wanted to i wanted to go to 4500 on the way up there um I, i stuck it out at around three just because Clouds were looking a little. I didn't want to push it too much. Um, uh, other than that, it was it wasn't really windy. Um, it was a it was a pretty smooth uh, flight, which was really good. Um, I had two decent landings. I <laughs> uh, didn't bounce it or anything. And uh, I, I will say this: we went to um, we went to Coatesville, Pennsylvania, um, which is Chester County, uh, Chester County Airport. Um, and we went up there and we had some some food. Um, before we came back and uh the weirdest thing about it is i'm used to being at sea level here when uh when we got to to chester county there's like a valley right under uh where you know your base leg so as you're as you're over base and turn and funnel you're over this valley which really messes with your whole sight picture because you're landing on this like plateau oh okay so that that was a little interesting um for me because i'd never been in that anything really above 100 feet Mm, okay so that that was um one of the interesting things, but um, how long of a flight is that for you? Uh, it was about a half hour. Oh, cool! It's not that far um, away. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. I didn't want to go up for too long. Um, I wanted to be able to stop and let let her kind of see if she liked it. You know, 
get her, um, I guess, take a breather. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and she did really well. She enjoyed it. Uh, she freaked out a little bit in the beginning because, uh, <laughs> you know, we, well, I'll just start at the beginning. <laughs> you do the walk around with her and everything. Uh, yeah, I did. I, I did show her around the, the plane. We got in. We had to wait for fuel. Um, so we get in, you know, and we start going over. And uh, I think she started getting a little antsy because all the times we had to stop and do checklists and all that kind of stuff. So I, I think after a while she was just like, can we go already? <laughs> this is for our benefit. Yeah. Um, so we, I get the uh, I get the clearance. Um, you know, I do all my, my – pre-taxi checks i get everything set up the planes running we go down um to the end of the tea hangers i get my clearance to taxi down to three three um and as soon as i turn onto the taxiway she's like all right are we gonna go now <laughs> kind of like i'm you know we're on the runway and i'm just like no we're, we're on the taxiway the runway's over there oh. <laughs> she's like yeah you're kind of going kind of slow i don't think it's gonna take off <laughs> yeah so um you know she's like well i know she's like um, I don't know. She's asking all these questions, and I'm just like, it's, you know, it's fine. The runway's over there, you know. <laughs> Doing good. We go down. We do the run-up. You know, we take off. Um, and for the first five minutes, she's kind of freaking out a little bit. Really? Because she's so worried that the door's going to open. Uh-huh. Or the engine's going to quit or It whatever. was the door. It was the door? It was the door. <laughs> it's because she's sitting next to the door, uh-huh. and she was really worried that the door was going to fly open and she was going to fall out. <laughs> Like, that was her main thing. And I kept looking at her. I'm like, the door's locked. I'm like, even if it opens, it's going to open like an inch and a half. Yeah, the wind's pushing against it. Yeah, I was like, it's not – you're going to be fine. So after, like, five minutes, you know, she – I think she got accustomed to being in the air, and she did fine. Um, so, good deal. So, you know, we got some we got some good pictures, got to see some um, – uh, one of the dams that's up here, the Conowingo Dam that goes over the Susquehanna River. So that was kind of cool. Um, like I said, I had a pretty good landing. Um we, uh, you know, went in, had some food, came back out. Um, right as we came out, a challenger came in. So she sees this really nice jet. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, I'll fly with you in one of those. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, sure. You can go ahead and get it for me. She's like, well, how? I was like, do you know how much one of those cost? <laughs> she's like, I don't know. I'm like, like minimum, like 20 million. <laughs> you know, plus the, the couple thousand an hour to run it. And she's just like, oh, hmm. well, I guess you need to better get, get a better job. Get a better job. Yeah, become a corporate pilot. I was like, yeah, I wish. <laughs> I was like, you buy it for me. I'll fly around in it. No problem. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, the other funny thing, too, is when we, um, you know, the in Chester County, when you go out to get back onto um, uh, the taxiways to go taxi down to the end of the runway, it's right in the middle of the runway. So she's like, okay, where are we going to go now? Like, you know, I'm just going to taxi out on the runway and take off. And <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm going to taxi to the end of the runway and then get on the runway. And she's like, well, why? And I'm like, why would I leave half my runway behind me? <laughs> Doesn't do you any good there. I was like, yeah, I want it all in front of me. <laughs> so it was just kind of funny because, you know, it's a, a learning experience ever... for her. Yeah. Yeah, and it's the first time I ever had anybody who was totally clueless to aviation. So it was kind of like all these questions. Like, I thought were, you know, I'd never ask. But, mm-hmm. you know, she had no idea. So it was a good learning experience. And I'm glad that I took her first and not my mom because I was a little more worried about my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of got all the kinks out of that was my first flight. I got the nervousness out of the way. So when it came time for my mom um, two weeks later, or no, it was a week later, um, I was a lot more comfortable. Second time around was much smoother, and you had uh, had experience with it, and 
was ready for crazy questions. <laughs> I was. I was. And I also knew my mom was terrified. <laughs> I mean, she was pretty she was pretty nervous. And I you know, I kept, you know, the whole time beforehand, I'm like, don't worry so much. You know, I kept talking to her. I'm like, what are you worried about? You know, trying to calm her about it. So uh, we get to the airport to take her up. Another beautiful day. Um, this time it was clear skies, like no wind. It was perfect. Oh, good. Um, that's a, so, that's you a know, good I mom kind of weather right there. Yeah, it was it was perfect. Um you know, so I take her out to the plane. She sees the plane. She starts getting a little nervous because now she sees the plane in real life <laughs> and it's small. Um, you know, I do the pre-flight and then I show her around and then I get her in. We, you know, taxi out and everything. And she was kind of quiet the whole time. And, you know, this time we went down, took off. She didn't ask about, you know, taking off in the taxiway or anything like that. But uh, <laughs> um, I don't know if she really had any questions. She was pretty quiet. So, you know, we take off and we start heading down. We went to Cambridge this time, which is about 30 minutes. We went down, we had lunch, and we came back. You know, I asked her a few times, like, you doing okay? She's like, I'm, yeah, I'm doing fine. So I'm kind of um, showing her, you know, stuff along the way that she would know, like different landmarks yeah, and yeah. that kind of thing. So um, it was a pretty good flight. You know, we went in, got in with no problem. Um, you know, we went in, we sat down to have lunch. And so I sat there and I asked her, and I'm like, well, what'd you think? <laughs> Yeah, I was like, well, did did you like it? And she's like, well, yeah, it wasn't too bad. I was like, all right, well, that's good, you know. <laughs> Not too we're, bad. We're huh? getting there. We're getting there. She wasn't totally, you know. <laughs> wasn't thrilled by any means, huh? Well, I, I didn't quite know at that point. Um, you know, I wasn't pressing too hard because we still had to come home. <laughs> so we had a really good lunch, by the way, Cambridge. Oh, man, cheap, great food. We had a crab cake sandwich, and it was like a really good <laughs> crab cake. I mean, it's one of the better crab cakes I've had in Maryland, and that's the only place you can get crab cakes. It's a good sign. <laughs> so, yeah, and it was like eight bucks for the sandwich. It was great. But um, anyway, so we, um, you know, we come back uh, another uneventful way on the way back. Um, a little more talkative that time. You know, I was pointing stuff out, and she, uh, she said a lot. She's like, you know, it looks really cool from up here. She's like, you can see forever. She's like, it looks like a little train set. <laughs> you know, she kept comparing it to a train set. I'm like, yeah, it really kind of does. does. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, um, you know, we get back to Martin State, come in. Um, now, that landing was really good because even she was like, whoa. <laughs> she was like, I didn't. How did you do that? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I'll take it, huh? I was like, yeah, Just I'll take it. Just greased one with her. Yeah. So um, so we come back and, uh, you know, I asked her at that point. I was like, OK, so what would you think? She was like, kind of liked it. I was like, would you go again? She was like. Yes. <laughs> um, she was like, it was actually really cool. She was like, I didn't, you know, quite expect it to be like that. And she actually really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I was surprised that my mom would. But, I mean, she would actually love to go again. Good. Um, so I kind of won her over on that flight. <laughs> I was real worried about it. But she she enjoyed it. Cool. Maybe she can come up with a destination for you guys sometime. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'd like to take her to... Um, I'd like to get my own plane so I can go for like a weekend and go out to like Wildwood or something because I know she really likes Cape May and Jersey. So yeah, there you go. So um, so uh, so did you let uh, her or your your girlfriend take take the yoke at all and and I tried. see how it turns to the left or the right, goes up or down or anything? I tried. Yeah. No takers. Neither of them. <laughs> neither of them would they, come within an inch of it. They figured as soon as they touched it, they're going straight into the ground, huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I tried. Uh, in the future, yeah. they'll be up with me again. So hopefully, in the future, I'll be able to get them. 
But yes, they both loved it. So is that the uh, only two flights you've had since then, or did you, did you have another one the other day? Did you do a night flight? I did do the night flight. And who'd you do? You you did that with a friend who was a who's already yes, who's a I, pilot or something, right? Yeah, it was actually one of my girlfriend's friends who I met through um through her um and he was a pilot, so I've been talking to him a lot. Uh, he actually went to the he got me at the original flight school I started at. Oh, okay. Um, and he's going down to Florida uh, this week to do an accelerated program. I forget with who, but um, he's going to get his uh, CFI. Uh, his, he's getting his IFR, his ME, uh, um, I'm sorry, IFR, multi-engine, uh, commercial, CFI, CFII, and MEI. Mm-hmm. Is, he gonna, is he going to ATP? No, he was looking at that, but he's not doing that. I forget what he's doing. It's Man, there's like Fort Pierce. a lot of schools down there for that, isn't there? There is. Um so he's going down there doing a six-month program. Um, he says he should be done by Osh, uh, which I hope he is because I'm trying to drag him out there with me again because he went with me last year. Um, so actually, those of who went to Osh and met me at Oshkosh um, this year will know will know Tim because he was the one that uh, tagged along with me. Cool. Um, so, yeah, we uh, we did a night flight. And I wanted to do a night flight with another pilot. I figured it would be a good idea because then I'd have another pilot there, and that way I'd be able to keep my night currency and feel a little more comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he decided, we decided we're going to go out to Frederick, grab some dinner and then come back. Um, so I'd been watching the weather all day and it looked like it was going to be a little windy gusting like, you know, 16 knots or something like that, which is totally doable. I, I, I knew I'd be fine with that. So we we both decided, you know, weather was looking good. So we're watching it all day. And, uh, I met him up at the flight school. Uh, we tried to, I scheduled the plane at four 30. Uh, we got up there at five cause of traffic. And then, uh, turns out to Romeo Hotel, which I was going to take, was uh, grounded. Uh, I think the transponder was having some issues, and um, the beacon had been out forever. Hmm. Okay. So we'd been using the strobes for everything. but um, So it was in for maintenance, so... So it went in for maintenance, so we had to wait for Niner Echo Papa, and uh, it was the guy who owned it, because I think he it's a flying club, and they lease back to the uh, um, flight school. Um, he was out looking at another plane that day. So... He was due back at six, so he came back at six fifteen, um, and then we uh, picked up the keys and went out. And uh, the weather had been a little. Um, the TAF was saying it was still going to be good. Uh, the Minars were being a little iffy at each place. They were kind of fluctuating back and forth between being the twelve knot winds we were expecting and the like fourteen knot gusting, you know, high teens. Um. <laughs> But, you know, we figured it'd still be fine. It'd just be a little bumpy. And it was, you know, uh, being another pilot. So I felt a little better than having, like, I, I wouldn't have taken, you know, somebody who wasn't. Because I knew, not that I was, like, relying on him for anything. I just knew that having somebody else experience there would. Yeah, keep it keeps you a little bit more calm because you got a backup at least, you know. I get you. Well, well, I have somebody who understands what's going on. So when I ask him to do something really quickly, mm-hmm. I know he's going to be able to do it. Um. Plus, he knows what he's looking for. If we're looking for a beacon, he knows what a beacon looks like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so, um, and I knew the wind was well within my means at that point. So we decided, you know, we, we left. Um, you know, and it was a little bumpy, but it was nothing I'd never been in before. You know, it was it was fine. Um, you know, once we hit up to 3,000, it calmed down a little bit. It was still pretty bumpy, but, um, you know, we were doing okay. Uh, although our ground speed was like 60 knots. Jeez, nice headwind. Oh, uh, it was a crazy headwind. So we had out there, uh, we had a little trouble finding the beacon because um, uh, the beacon, it, it's right on 
um, the edge of the town. So the run, the, the airport is kind of blends in with the lights since the lights were the backdrop of the town and it oh. was a pretty big town there. So it was <laughs> kind of hard to see it at first, but, uh, you know, we found it, we, we got in, um, and it was gusting low twenties at that point, you know, anything below like, you know, 24, um, I've done before, you know, plenty of times in training. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, you know, we're still good. Um, so we get into downwind, um, and I look over at the airport, and we are just booking it. Because <laughs> at this point, I have a ridiculous tailwind. <laughs> You're on downwind just flying, huh? Well, by Literally. the time I had established myself in downwind, I mean, we were a beam to numbers. And I was like, okay, this isn't going to work. I'm like, I'm, we're going to do an extended downwind, a really extended downwind. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to start coming down on a basically a long final. So we do that. And that's when we start picking up some really crazy wind um especially because right in front of the runway and we were landing i forget where we were landing on but it was a smaller one but it was still like 3600 feet and i'd verified that a couple times with him before we um you know decided to keep going i'm like how much runway do i have (laughs) he's like you got 3600 okay (laughs) that's plenty Mm -hmm. um and it was a wide runway too so we uh you know i established myself in final but over final there's a couple of little hills um, and the thing with the hills is when you got a direct headwind over them, the air kind of like flows up, same as like a mountain where you get those like, you know, crazy turbulence over them. Yeah. So we hit that a couple times, um, twice actually. The first time, um, I had never been hit in a plane with wind like that before. Ooh. It was. I mean, we both were like, uh. And I looked down and I saw a little mountain thing, and I'm like, okay. Was it like a wing rocking, or did it just like slam you down? It slammed us over, um, you know, and and rolled the plane pretty good. And then we also kind of slammed down a little bit. So at that point, we're starting to think, okay, do we go home? You know, that's when the thought started popping in my mind. And I looked and that's the point where I looked down and I saw that it was a hill. And as soon as we cleared the other side of the hill, the wind died down back to just being gusty and bumpy. And I was like, okay, that's what that was. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Just so once I knew what it was. I was like, okay, we can still keep going, but I was ready at any moment to go around because at this point, I mean, it's pretty windy. Um, so we hit another one, and I looked down, and it's you know another little hill thing, and then it under 500 feet, it got a lot better. Um, you know, gusty and windy, definitely crosswind, but um, it wasn't too bad, and it was actually it wasn't that much of a crosswind; it was um, pretty close to a direct headwind. So once we're under 500 feet, I said, if we hit anything like we did back there here, we're going home. <laughs> Um, cause under 500 feet, I'm not playing with it, you know, mm-hmm. EGL. So, um, you know, we get down, you know, it was decently smoother. Um, you know, I touched down, got it down. Okay. Um, you know, no problems, but, uh, it was definitely an interesting experience. Um, I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I still don't know if I, if I sh- maybe sh- should have just went home. Um, I still kind of toy that in my mind. Um, yeah. That was one of those things where it was like I knew like once I knew what that that turbulence was, I felt, you know, a lot more comfortable with continuing yeah, cause, to land. But because air is the exact same thing as a liquid when it when it's going over that hill. It's Yeah. So if you're you're if you're within that wave, you're gonna get pushed up left and right. My instructor was telling me about that when we were doing one of our cross countries a few weeks ago. Same thing, yeah. It's you gotta. Yeah. It's it's considered the same as a liquid, right? 
Yep. So it was um it was interesting. I definitely learned a lot there. Um we went in, barely caught some caught some food before they closed. Um um another good place to eat, actually. <laughs> Spent fourteen dollars on two club sandwiches. It was great. <laughs> um, you know, and we went back out, you know, went home. Uh you know, it was pretty pretty windy again, but you know, I'm taking off. You know, I felt fine. Uh, I was a little worried because it was almost direct crosswind back at Martin State, though. Oh, okay. So I was like, okay, this could be interesting, but we'll go back. I I know the airport. It's a long runway. It's a wide wide runway. I think we'll be fine. So we get back uh, another one where we're just booking it in the downwind. Um. Uh, we come around. Are doing like. 60 on final 60 <laughs> knots i'm showing like 90 yeah, indicated mm-hmm. um because i did both landings i i 80 the whole way down because i wasn't even going to pull it close to 60 um until we got close to the runway because there was a couple times we'd get a gust of wind and i'd lose half my airspeed oh you know you would just it just fluctuated so much i just wasn't even gonna cut it close and we had, had plenty of runway especially at martin state it's a 6,800 foot runway. Oh yeah, that's plenty. I mean, it was plenty. So, um, that one was a far better landing, uh, than the one at Frederick. And, uh, although I think the wind was a little higher at Martin state, it was still, um, uh, better landing. A little... I think I knew the area better. I, I just felt more comfortable with it. Yeah. It's your home airport, right? You know, you're, you're used to the way everything looks around there and you've so done yeah. so many touch and goes at that place that it's, it's very comfortable, I bet. And so you had a little bit of a crosswind on that one then, huh? I had a lot of a crosswind <laughs> on that one. So speaking uh, of that, I posted a question earlier. Are you are you a, are you a crabber or do you slip it or a little bit of both or how how do you handle it? Um I mean, I I crab until probably 50 feet and then, you know, do the Straighten it essentially, out. Essentially, essentially, it's a slip when you straighten it out. Mm-hmm. Um, Just keep your wing down into the wing, into the wind. Keep the wing down in the wind. Land on that wheel. Mm-hmm. Um, which actually proved to be really hard at Frederick, because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was trying desperately to land on that wheel, and it was desperately trying to flip me over. <laughs> you know, because it was gusting a little bit. So yeah, um, yeah. But that's how that's how I've been taught to do it. So that's how I do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the um, I don't know. It was over a month ago or so. It was like super windy one day, and and um, I was like, oh, I'm gonna go out to the airport real quick and just check it out and get up on 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 the on top of the um, uh, restaurant where the uh, the the deck is there and and see what's going on. I didn't expect to see many planes, but there was quite a few, and it was uh, you know, gusting to almost 30 knots, and um. Still, the flight school was out there going like crazy, um, but I didn't see anybody. No one the whole time is there a crab at all. Um, hmm. Everybody just basically was bringing it in um, straight, just with their wing dipped into the into the wind the whole time. I was hoping to see some cool planes come in, some crazy angles, you know, and but nothing. <laughs> I was all ready with the camera and everything. <laughs> Yeah. So. Yeah. So um, yeah. So that was that flight. Uh, I I learn. I I wouldn't fly anywhere above that. Uh, by myself right now, definitely. Um. So. 
I definitely learned a lot regardless in that flight, just in windy conditions, handling it, night flying. It was definitely one of those flights where I am glad that I did it in the fact that I learned a lot. Yeah. Night and so, wind, not not a great combination. Yeah. And, and the other thing, too, is the weather um, turned out to be nothing what it was forecast, nothing what it was showing even right when we left. Um. It had it had drastically changed. The f- there was a front coming through that night, and it wasn't supposed to come through till much much later in the morning. Uh, and it came through a bunch of hours early, and that's kind of what we got caught in. Mm. So yeah, it was just very very windy, uh, and we made it back. And as soon actually as soon as we taxied off the runway, uh, she shut down the tower because it was ten o'clock. Oh yeah, is that what time they shut it down? It's ten. Yeah, there. So we actually took off the runway. She's like, all right, taxi to park. Pause, and then she's like, all right. Tower's closed. <laughs> and good night. We're done. Yeah, I think yep. ours is uh, 9 o'clock. Huh. I'm pretty sure. The members of the In the Pattern podcast are participating as private individuals. Their comments do not necessarily reflect the views of the various organizations they work with, the instructors they learn from, or the flight schools they attend. Remember, these guys are student pilots, so anything you hear on this podcast that sounds like advice on an aircraft operation is obviously from the perspective of student pilot. You should always consider your own situation, consult your instructor, remember your training, and fly the airplane. Cleared for the option. Uh, we're back. This is Chris. Mark's with us now. John's with us. We're all finally gathered back together to finish up this episode. Uh, John and I started uh, version episode nine uh, several days ago, um, but it's difficult to get our schedules all lined up and and uh, to get us all together. So here we are. Let's get it finished up. Um, let's go to Mark uh, and uh, see what's been up with him. It's been quite some time since uh, since we actually talked, I guess, right? Um, and uh, Mark's had quite a bit going on since the last time. What have you been doing, Mark? Well, uh, since we're our last recording, I was getting ready to – I was studying for the written and flipping out about it. And, uh, <laughs> you know, that's got to be the most – Short of the solo, I think it was probably the most brutal, I don't know, uh, stress I think I'd been under for a while. I haven't had to take a sit down and take a test in years since I was in college. But uh, um, anyway, happy to say I, I was listening to our, our episode 8 Bravo, and in there I said I predicted I was going to get an 85, and lo and behold, that's what I got was an 85. <laughs> um, so it's a pass. It's it's good. It's uh, I was happy to get it over with. Um as a side note, uh, my flight school, Mach 5 Aviation, had just uh, received their final uh, certification to become a CATS testing center, and I was uh, student number one, tester number one, uh, to go through and to pass. So they kind of made a big deal about it, which was kind of cool. Um, so I took the written, got an 85. Uh, I know at the time there was a lot of things that I wanted to, to talk about, uh, you know, things to, to have people prepare, but... You know, that was uh, January 27th and uh, what's today, uh, March 2nd. So there's been been some time to forget. Um, since then, I've, uh, let's see, my next flight uh, after that was February 9th. Uh, that was a flight, or that was a sortie, I should say, that I was looking forward to for a long time. It was my initial night. Um, and in that initial night, I did 10 full stops. Um, it wasn't at my local airport. It was a, at the airport here 
close to my house that uh, that we down in the valley that we fly to quite a bit. Um, we did everything from a your standard full stop. Uh, oh, oh, here you're in the pattern, and this is how you control the lights, and which is kind of cool. I was, you know, hey, one, two, three. Oh, the lights just moved. Oh, one, two, three. Oh, they got they got brighter. Hey, that was kind of cool. So you know, kid kid in a candy store kind of syndrome, and. My instructor's like, okay, let's get him to a normal place and leave him there, you know. <laughs> and uh, but I'm like, but that's kind of cool. I didn't know I could do that. You know? Flying remote control, that's awesome. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so we did uh, we did a couple of just uh, you know standard uh, full stops. The first one, he didn't say a word. He let me come in, do my thing. He's like, do you see the runway? I'm like, yeah, I got it. He goes, do you see, you see the lights, you see everything? Yeah, I got it. He goes, how's, how's your approach feel? I'm good and stable. I, I, I'm, I'm on the glide slope. Everything looks great. And he's like, are you sure? And as I'm, I'm c- coming over the threshold, he's like, are you sure? I'm like, I'm thinking, dude, I got this nailed. Boom. He's like, you didn't have it, did you? I was like, man, I thought I was right on it, and it fooled me. I thought I was five feet higher than the runway actually was. And he goes, that happens to everybody the first time. So um, come to full stop, you know, make a call. We're going to take off, get back in the pattern. We do one more, greased it right in. And I think, Chris, you said this. Some of your best landings were at night. Um, I Mine were the same way. Uh, I had a bunch of really good landings. Um, we did... Let's see. We did a couple just normal. We did a couple uh, low light. We did one with no runway lights and a and just the landing light. That was exciting. He he gets it right there and just as I was rolling into crosswind, they they the timer went off and the lights went off by themselves. And I'm like, he's like, oh, perfect timing. I'm like, he's <laughs> like, he's like, find the runway. <laughs> like crap. I, well, I know where it's at. It's pitch dark too. And I'm like, I know where it's at. So. I think, you know, I'm cruising down, I know the street lights, and I'm kind of lining myself up, and I've got these little, you know, checkpoints that I've already picked out, and I'm like, okay, this is where I'm going to turn here, this is where I'm going to turn base, this is where I'm going to turn final, and I'm, it must be a nighttime thing or something, because I turned final sooner than I thought I was, than I, or I, I turned it sooner than I should have, and I'm aiming for these, what I thought were lights at the beginning of the ILS or at the end of the ILS beacon. And it turned out that that's actually where the, uh, the field's, um, AWOS is. And he, and oh. so my instructor grabs the wheel and he flips it back over and he's pointing the landing light right at the runway. And he's like, Nope, runway's <laughs> over here. I'm like, Oh crap. <laughs> so we had enough, enough room that we could correct it. And I got back over and, 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 but, uh, that one was kind of exciting. No lights. He's like, he goes, you won't believe how many fields, if you do a, a, a true cross country, you know, state to state, how many of these little podunk fields don't have lights and you need to get on the ground. Mm. So he goes, uh, be prepared for that. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, so we basically just did the whole, uh, we did nine down at that field. Then the 10th one was up at, up at the home field. And, uh, that was a lot of fun. I, the lights are phenomenal. Um, you guys can both attest to it. Uh, if if you're a student pilot out there and you haven't done your nights, you will love the night flight. I, the night that I went up, it was crystal clear. Um, probably I want to say a half moon, maybe. Um, so we had a little bit of little bit of moonlight, um, 
but it was it was so cool to see all these old city lights and you could see cities that were you know 30 miles away these little cl- cluster of lights and i was like oh this is so cool you know <laughs> but um then uh on the 28th um i did my first uh control tower uh work i went to uh mather uh airport i think is what they're calling it mather Something. It used to be. It's a former SAC base. It has two two runways, two paralleling, um, two. It's uh, two zero right, two zero left, or two 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 right, two two left. That's what it was. Two two right is a smaller runway that most of the GA aircraft get to use. Two two left is a ten thousand foot uh, massive runway. It used to be a a B fifty two base. Um, but one of the things that was kind of cool, I was telling my daughter about the runway that I got to land on. Uh, and, and taxi off on is where the Thunderbirds and the Blue Angels, when they're here, this is the this is the the taxi. They use that runway as their taxiway and where they park. And uh, I got the taxi back where we were normally walking, and I'm like, hey, I was taxiing where we were, and she got all excited for me. And you know, she's the one in the family that really gets excited. So um, the the thing that really flustered me about the controlled uh, the controlled airspace was. Um, I knew what I wanted to say. I've listened to, to live ATC enough to know exactly what I'm supposed to say, uh, but I had a short circuit between my brain and my mouth, and uh, I, I would forget to say something, or you know, my instructor would would finish it for me. Um, but uh, it, it ended up working out. I started to get into the flow of what to say, and then you know, I didn't sound so much like a newbie or a student. Um, on my last, I'm sitting at the uh, the end of end uh, the hold short for for two two right, and uh, I, I call the tower and say uh, Mather Tower uh, Archer A three two one Mike uh, holding short runway two two right uh, ready for takeoff, and he comes back and he <clears throat> excuse me he he gives me clearance to take off and I and I and I repeat it back Archer you know A three two one Mike uh, clear for takeoff runway two two right departing to the north, uh, and by the way, thanks for your patience, and the guy just kind of double-clicked it there for me, you know, which was pretty cool. Um, and then yesterday, was he, yeah, it was yesterday on March 1st, uh, we were originally going to go do some more Class D uh, airspace work at one of the, uh, at uh, SAC Exec, which is a, a lot of corporate aircraft going there, um, a lot of GA. I think there's two flight schools over there. Um, it has three runways. Um, very, very busy. It's, it's obviously not as busy as, as Deer Valley down there or some of your other uh, airports, but uh, it has a lot of activity. And our plan was to go down there and, and jump in there and, you know, s- see how, how much uh, activity I could actually handle. But the weather was, uh, I think we had eight gusting to 15, and it was... In the valley here, it almost looked like we had an inversion layer without the inversion layer. It was kind of weird. I was flying at 3,000 feet, and we were just skimming the top of this muck, and it was it was not good weather to, to try to focus on what we wanted to do. So my instructor decided to just do uh, work on nav aids, work on VOR, do some more hood work, um, and which was really cool. Um, he's like... Uh, Okay, get us to this airport. Now I want you to head here. Okay, now that we're heading that way on this VOR, I want you to divert to this airport. 
and and so I'm whipping out the the E6B and you know going through all the steps and um, discovered that uh, uh, now that I'm 43, I'm, I'm my arms are getting longer and I discovered that I definitely have to have my glasses with me when I'm in the cockpit. Either that or you know buy this new iPad too that's coming out. Uh, that way I can <laughs> I can see what uh, what I need to see. Um, there's a point where he I needed to dial in the the uh, SAC exec VOR and I couldn't tell on the chart whether it was 110.6 or 110.8 and it started to you know really bother me and uh, I, I finally asked him I'm like you know use all your resources available I'm like what does that say and he goes it's 0.8 I'm like okay so I dial in on the radio and we moved moved on with that but. Uh, you know, at one point in time, I, I had to ask him for another frequency because I couldn't read it. And he, he takes his iPad that he had with him. It had four flight on it, and he flips to the right page, and he goes, okay, here you go. And he just tilts it over to me, and I could look at it. And I'm under the hood this whole time. And, he, and I go, okay, I see it. Great. I was able to dial in the other frequency. but So um, that was a, a good learning experience. Um I, I turned in a practice um, flight plan, and uh, it was good with the exception of I forgot to get – I had magnetic heading but not true heading. And I, I based my whole flight plan off of um, magnetic, and uh, I assumed a, a, a ground speed uh, and not using the performance charts correctly. So I, that was a big learning learning point for me. So – when you're, when you're making it, it was, it was, most of our flights have been a hundred knots and I was going through these, the performance charts and, and some of them weren't making sense. Cause they're like the, the version that I have for the archer is a PDF and then they're fuzzy and I'm trying to follow through and the school didn't have, somebody had taken the one for, that was printed the hard copy one. Somebody's taken it and we don't have a hard copy there right now. So sporties. Yeah, exactly. So I'm, I'm most likely going to order my own version. Especially when you get to the check ride, that is your Bible. Yeah. So um, I, I think that that's probably what I'm going to do. If 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 they don't get one here this week, um, my instructor Greg said that they were going to get a new one because uh, I, I fly the the PA twenty eight one eighty one, and the the book that we were he was trying to give me examples in was a PA twenty eight one sixty one, and and I was asking him, I'm like, is, I know it's different engines is it that big of a deal and he's like yeah yes and no we're gonna get the right one so um so it was kind of a, a wake-up call for me as i needed to to work on uh, following the performance chart a little bit better um i had the winds aloft and 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 the temperature and i had all that stuff figured out and so the numbers that i had given a hundred knot uh hundred knot ground speed was correct but it just wasn't it wasn't right so how did you end up with magnetic heading and not true heading i i i drew well you know you start from point to point and i drew my line from from our airport to the airport that he told me to plan to and you take i just took that i took my plotter and i went from that line and i pulled it over to the vor and i went okay it's you know that you know magnetic or or it's that Am I getting it backwards again? It's that. Well, no. Okay, so you are measuring all of your angles off VORs. Yes. 
So you weren't doing it with the plotter where you actually do it against the longitude and latitude lines. That's the part that I forgot to do. Okay. Because I was just confused because I'm like, if you're using a chart, which I know like for the first time you're going to be, I was like, you start out with true heading. I'm like, how do you get magnetic heading from a yeah, chart? Yeah, but that's what it was. Now I see because you were doing VORs. Yeah. So I basically went point to point between the two airports. And then uh, I just I, – I, I picked up what that – what that that heading was from you know point to point by pulling you just sliding the plotter over and I went okay that's what it is but I didn't I didn't use the plotter correctly to get the okay magnetic I have to look at it again I, I'm, to get the true to get the true yeah so then and you then know you use the deviation or not the deviation I'm sorry variation exactly to get so, the magnetic heading. Yeah. So, you know, he, he and I have the the I think you and I both have the same uh metal E6B and he flipped it over and he's all he, it tells you right here how to do it. And I'm like, "Oh, damn it." Cuz I'm in my um, I was in my office doing this, you know. <laughs> Don't you have the uh the the um PDF2, the flight plan that we were using? That I was using somehow. Yes. Somebody yeah, I, sent it. Yeah, I I I used that one. I made probably like 20 copies of that. So, doesn't that start out with true heading and then you do all the conversions on it? Uh, it you know what it may have, and and because I, if you basically follow it from if you follow that thing from left to right, it will basically put you through the steps on how to do everything. Yeah, and and that was I think part of the problem is I didn't understand what some of the stuff in that first there was like three columns to the left, and then over to the right is where you start off with your your leg distances and times and fuel usages. I was able to go down the right column. I thought correctly, but it was a stuff on the left that I was like, oh, I didn't have in there correctly. Yeah. So we went, we did about uh, point, point 0.5 or point 0.6 of, of ground and went over all of that. And it made a m much more sense once we went through it. And he, I think he did that on purpose. He's like, because he knows that I haven't, I, I did ground school like five years ago. And they, they tried to get me to go back into it again. And I was like, yeah, it's to me, you know, that's kind of a, I thought it would be a waste of money to, to re, you know, re, go through ground school again. Um, so he goes, okay, go ahead and plan me a flight and then we'll, we'll cover it. And he, he basically told me after all of a sudden, he goes, I wanted to see what you remember, what you didn't. And he goes, that was one important point right there. Everything else is great, but it's just like, you know, faulty, faulty calculus. If you make a mistake way up high, the whole rest of it doesn't how, it doesn't matter how accurate it is, is wrong. Yeah. So that's, I, I, my my homework this weekend is to do another flight plan to the same to the same airport, which is 62 miles away, and uh, we're gonna review that, and then we're gonna go fly it. So mm. to, Tuesday we're gonna do my my dual short, and then if weather well I, I take that back weather pending Tuesday will be my dual short, Thursday will be my dual long, which is 105. And that's the one I've been talking about. It's a dual. It's a the dual where during the day we're gonna go up, land, have dinner, let the sun go down, wait for the hour, and then fly back at night to knock out the balance of the night. So, nice. Uh, that's gonna be fun. I'm looking forward to that one. That's been one, when he told me I don't know two months ago that that's what he likes to do. I was like, oh, that's gonna be cool. Um, just just like the initial nighttime, uh, but. Uh, so I'm going to go through this weekend, um, and, uh, redo my flight plan. And then I'm, and then I'm probably going to go ahead and, and start the beginning of, of doing the one for Thursday, even though it's going to change based on weather. But, um, at least I can get an idea of 
my checkpoints and and that was one of the things that I did. I I actually I took my my chart is getting a little worn and I think the new one comes out in <laughs> next week or something. So I, I made I made a I took the I made a color copy 11 by 17 at work. And I had I had highlighted all my checkpoints on there and they were like, you know, 10 to 12 miles apart and he goes, "That's perfect." He goes, "And these are good ones that we can see that we know and you know, so everything else was good except for that one little that one little miss in the very beginning, but uh I tell you what, that highlighting in the plane makes a difference. I think it was. Um, I think when you said it, I started doing that. So, if you look on the on the chart where it has like you know this VOR and those are all highlighted in orange. So all the VORs boxes are highlighted in orange. And um, orange is the best color that you could use for it. Because I tried yellow, it blends in. The orange is like perfect. Jumps right out, and you can quickly see. And and, and I can locate oh, yeah. all of those boxes and airports with their frequencies and. And and then like my checkpoints, I just did a circle around it and everything you know the doing the orange, it's all completely solid blocked in. But I circled my checkpoints and 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 it worked out really well. And he goes, he goes, you're probably one of the first students I've seen in a while that's that's done this. And he goes, that's that's really good. He goes, you know, he goes, I know and you know that you're gonna have an iPad and it's gonna have everything in it and you're not gonna be you know doing this. He goes, however, that's going this way the proper way he goes it's it's a great great way to do it so anyway that's uh that's about my last flight was uh, was yesterday so that was a good one it was bumpy and it, it it didn't it didn't bother me at all so um i i know some people are you know it starts to get bouncy out there they start to kind of freak out and i was like i oh, just along for the ride you know like you're driving down a rough road um and that was cool so the, the I actually flew better, believe it or not, under the hood than than without. It was it was I was very smooth, holding heading, holding altitude, doing my thing. Okay, deviate, uh, take us to this airport. Okay, do my thing. You know, it was, it was less distractions. Maybe I don't know, but no, it's because you're focusing on on six instruments almost. Yeah, a few others occasionally, but that's it. That's your focus. Now. Do that and do all the IFR navigations talking to the ATC. Let me know how well you do. Because <laughs> I tell you what, when we went, when we went and did that night flight, and he uh, he followed for the IFR flight plan, and we did, um, you know, we fl- we flew an IFR, and it was just me flying the plane, and he was handling obviously all of the um, radio communication and the, uh, um, you know, all the stuff, and they were sending in places he didn't file for, so it was like all kinds of craziness and. And I realized at that point that IFR was going to be really, really hard. <laughs> and that was on a crystal clear night where you could see outside with no issues. So I was just like, I can't imagine doing this in in the soup. Just, oh, man. The one thing that, that, that I've had to remind myself is anytime I do any of the hood stuff, and I've actually been in actual uh, once uh, with my instructor. And, uh, and I can honestly say the very first thing that I have to do is – Tell myself, calm down, relax, focus on what you need to do, fly the plane. Okay, you're level, you're not, you're not turning, you know, you're okay. Everything's good, gauges are good, you know, everything's in the green. Okay, now, what do we need to do? And and once I did that, okay, then I can fly. I can do what I need to do. But it, I I, I kind of got a little freaked out at first, and and it happened to me yesterday when I first got into the hood, and he did a little bit of upset first. And, and and we kind of like turned a little bit, turned a little bit here, and he goes, okay, here you go. And I'm like, 
okay, where am I? And I mean, it wasn't like, you know, climbing or, or diving. It was just, you know, change of heading is really all it was. Something small. Okay, now we are, where are we? Show me on the chart where you think we are. And I'm looking at the, you know, at the, both VORs and I'm getting pulling radials from what I know. And I'm like, oh, I think we're about here. He's like, okay. From there, get me on this radial to this VOR. Okay. And off I'm going. But at first I was like, you know, get, get a little, uh, I don't want to say, I wasn't hyperventilating or I was a little anxious. I was just a little bit anxious. I was like, holy crap. Okay. Now get over that. <laughs> let's, let's, let's get on with business. So, but anyway, um, um, I think that's pretty much it. I, I just got to do my uh, work in the flight plan. Um, I'm, I'm more excited now. I'm going to try to fly twice a week at a minimum and, uh, uh, Get the rest of it cranked out. Um, You're getting close. If if we knock out the two the the duels, then I know I got to do the solo one, and and yeah, it'll be pretty close. I'm I'm almost close to a stage check. You've but, got what? Just round out the ten hours of solo. Um, do you still have to do a night? Well, you're gonna do your night cross country on the duel, so yeah. you've got just to make sure you have all the solo requirements, and then you're probably done. Yeah, it's getting close. Well, you need five hours total of uh, dual cross-country, so you have to make sure you have that, too. We're going to have, well, the dual cross-countries are going to be Tuesday. We're going to, it's, it's. Um, I have to think about it. It was 40 minutes out, 40 minutes back for the short. Plus and, all the time on the ground. Yeah. And. Yeah, you're right. You, you'll have, you'll have the five there. Yeah. And then it's, and then it's an hour. He says it's about an hour 20 to the other one. And then back, hour twenty there and back plus time on the ground. So you'll have, and you'll have a lot of your solos there too. Yeah. You may have how much solo time do you have so far? Um, it's either it's either two two or three three. I have to look at my logbook. I don't I I don't remember if I've gone up twice by myself or 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 just uh or, or three times. But uh, I mean just you know just going out and doing doing my own thing. It's my own practice stuff. I mean, I got the, I think, 0.6 solo, the original solo, but. So you probably have eight or nine hours left. Probably. So you may have to do another, a couple cross countries. Do the, do the long one again, man. You'll be done. You know, I was actually thinking about, there's, there's a couple of, uh, a couple of places here in the, in the, the greater Sacramento Valley that, uh, I'd like to go check out. Um, one of the ones is that my, my wife's uncle is a large animal vet in Napa Valley. Um, he, and they, they were here for Christmas, uh, visiting. So what I, I, I was half joking with them. I'm like, yeah, well, one of my cross countries, I'm going to, I'll fly out to Napa. You know, you guys can come meet me. We'll have lunch and then I'll, you know, go somewhere else. And for my, for my second leg and then come home and they're like, well, yeah, you got to come out and see us. I'm like, oh crap, I have committed. So, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, but don't you have to go with your instructor first though, before you can get signed off for that? I, I think so. And you know what, if we need to do, if we need to do that, then I don't think he'll mind. Cause Napa is, you know, via air, I think is, uh, 35, 40 minutes away. So I, I'd say save that for one of your, um, um, like after you get your, your license and just redo one of the cross countries just so you can get the, uh, time. Maybe. Yeah. That's a good idea. That's a good or, idea. or if you're still feeling a little, you know, off with the cross countries and you want to do another one with your instructor, I mean, then do it. I'm just saying from a money perspective. Sure. Sure. If you've got the five hours dual and you're feeling pretty comfortable with it, 
Because I tell you what, the solo cross countries really um, make a big difference in confidence level. This yeah. did for me. As soon as I did the solos, um, the first one, when we went to do the long cross country, I felt a lot more comfortable. Did you? Solo- solos were a blast. Have you done your long? I, uh, I Chris has. Me? No. Well, my what are you talking about? My long solo cross country? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it, uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, the one, the one that I, well, how long was that one that I did? It's got to be a hundred miles for your long one. It's got to be uh, a 75 one direction, right? No, it's got to be more than 50 and the whole round trip has to be a hundred miles. Oh and, yeah. I did that the first time. All and of them you got to land it. You got to land it three, I think. Yeah. Well, actually my first one. Uh, I only landed at one. Um, she didn't want me to go to more than one airport. So, um, and that, well, that's all I've done is one, one solo cross country. I'm going to have to ask my, uh, I'm going to, well, I can't speak. I'm going to have to ask my instructor about that because the, the short we're going to do is, is 62 miles out and then we're going to come right back. And then the long one is, um, it's a hundred. I want to say it's a hundred and five or a hundred and ten. And our and our plan is to go straight there and come back. So that'll be two more airports. Well, plus the the controlled one that I was just at. That I don't know if I'll have. I don't know if I'll have the endorsement to be able to go there on my own. I'm not sure. I have to ask him. But that that would right now I'm I'm endorsed for two airports by myself. And I think after these cross countries, that'll be those two more. And then possibly the the class D that I was at the other day. So I have to find out. But I mean, I'm I'm thinking ahead. You know, when I have to do those three airports. You know, do I have to fly this with him and and go? Okay, I'm gonna go. You know, to Airport A, which we're good. Then Airport B, which I've never been to. You know. So how did you, how did you do it, John? Um, I mean, we uh, we did a short cross country. Um, and then he signed me off to do that solo. And then we did a long cross country to two different airports. And then he signed me off to do that solo. Um, you know, we landed at all the, uh, you know, those, those, um, two airports and then back home. And then, um, I did the long, the same long cross country again to build time. And then the last bit of solo I had was just, I had 1.6 hours the day before the, um, check ride and i after doing a phase check for the check ride with another guy i then went up um just by myself for 1.6 hours to fill out the rest of the solo and i just did pattern work which was actually that that was honestly a lot of fun because i'd been doing all this cross country and this check ride training and it was really nice to just go do pattern work because nobody else was in the pattern it was me and the controller every Five minutes to say, you're on your hotel, you're cleared for the option. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> those, are, no. those are good days. You can get so much done. I, oh, man. It was just, when you I did just like, like own the pattern. <laughs> I did like 12 landings. And then my instructor actually came in, did two, and landed. And I was still going. <laughs> um, that was a lot, It was just a lot of fun. Um, by the end of the one and a half hours, I was starting to feel a little, you know, like, all right, I'm kind of done now. 
but I had to make sure that I had 1.6 hours. So I made sure that the Hobbs went to more than 1.6 and I ended up doing 1.7 that day. Um, cause I was like, I am not going to just sit there and run the plane in the, you know, <laughs> in front of the hangar just so I can make sure that I get the, get the point one I'm down, you know? So it's funny. Yeah. At this point I've been to, uh, 10 airports plus my home field. Wow. Um, been uh, of course Deer Valley's where I, I leave and and then I've been to Glendale and Goodyear, uh, Scottsdale, Falcon Field, um, Williams Gateway, um, Chandler, um, Coolidge, um, Casa Grande, and then up north I've been to Prescott and to Cottonwood. So I, I've almost got. How many is that? Uh, it's I think that's ten plus my home field. I've only been to six. Wow, that's awesome, dude. And I have my license. I hate you. <laughs> all, all of all of those except for except for three of them are in my are in my same uh, county. <laughs> yeah, it's just ridiculous. I, I, I several of these, you know, if you look at the map, are almost touching. So that's it's uh, it, it's convenient to to certainly have them here because, like like you said, your instructor has to sign you off. Well, now. I just say, hey, I'm going to go to this airport, and I've never been there before, and she's cool with it. She's like, okay, let me see your flight plan. How do you want to do it? And then we just talk over it. So Let's cool. take it back. It's eight for me. I forgot to. I would probably have been north uh, a few more times except for, you know, I just I just want to stay out of the weather. It's I don't want to – I don't really want to deal with uh, snow on runways and stuff like that, which I think, John, you're good with that now. Well, yeah, actually, I've been on some with a little bit of, um, especially on the taxiways, because a lot of times the runways are all right, but um, the taxiways are a little funky. Mm. How's those analog brakes on the 172? Oh, man, they're great. Actually, um, one thing I I didn't mention earlier when I was talking, um, the um, when we landed with my mom, was it my mom or is it Lindsay? It was, I forget. I forget who I had in the plane. Um, and we we landed, and then as, it was coming back. We were at Martin State. I think it was with my mom. And then, um, I don't know, as soon as I started slowing down, I got some kind of oscillation between the two tires, the two main tires. And, man, that whole plane just shook. I thought I blew a tire hmm. at first. Because um, immediately I was like – you know, elevator back and just kind of like let let off the brakes and everything, just trying to let the plane slow itself down and just make sure I could keep it straight. So I'm just like fighting the fighting the rudder. And then I I just I yelled over. I was like, is how's the wheel? <laughs> is it still like, attached? It looks, <laughs> like it looks fine. I looked I'm looking at mine and I'm like, mine looks fine, too. So the it, 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 maybe, maybe just some flat spots. Um, That one didn't have a um a flat spot, but it was just. I don't know. Somehow I just got this this really weird oscillation with with the tires. I don't know what happened because it went away um, and it wasn't really an issue. And I don't know. It was just very interesting. But. uh, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I just treat snow like uh, off field. So just elevator back and minimal braking. Mm hmm. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't flown in any type of precipitation at all. Um, 
it's been dry every time I went. I wanted to fly last weekend, and um, you know it rained in the middle of that night, um, Saturday night, late late night, early morning, and uh, and I got up and it was like sunny out, but it was sunny but with huge thunderstorm looking clouds, you know, um, broken apart and stuff, and so it was clear in areas but thick clouds in other areas and I was like going well maybe you know and I looked and certain airports the ceilings was only 2,000 feet AGL um, and then there there was this constant uh, frost war- or uh, icing warning um, for the whole state almost I'm like are you kidding me Arizona icing in Phoenix and I'm like I, I just wasn't even believing it um, I called and got uh, standard briefing a couple of times and both times I got that information I was looking online and I saw it too and I and I was like how is there icing it's showing 50 degrees and it was showing icing from surface to 4,000 feet so I, I don't know what was going on there so anyways I had a scratch last week too so it's uh it's a little uh discouraging so it's two weekends in a row that I wanted to do a do a um uh, cross country down to Marana Airport and meet a, meet some people for some breakfast. <laughs> I hear they got really good food and it's cheap. Now, how far is that one from you? Uh, let's see. Marana is, I think it's about somewhere like 70 or 80 miles, somewhere in between there. Um, what is it? K A V Q. It is 89 nautical miles in a straight line, and I won't be doing a straight line. So, um, Coolidge that I, that I went to was, um, 56 nautical miles straight. So I, I've, I did a, a, over a hundred miles round trip for my cross country, but only landed at Coolidge just at one time. So cool. So, so where are you physically in your training? Um, where did well um i'm at i'm at thirty two and a half hours total and I have to do three hours of hood work I need uh about seven and a half hours more of solo and then a mock check ride and I'm ready to go cool yeah looking forward to that hopefully I can just keep money in my pocket to keep at it yeah I hear that <laughs> I hear that. What makes an airplane fly? Money. Money. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So earlier I was talking about uh, the hood work that I was doing, and I was—I had mentioned to John that uh, it was—I actually found myself flying better under the hood. Concentration, even, huh? Exactly. Well, it was more—I was—I was—and he pointed it out, and I started kind of replaying it in my head, and it made a lot of sense. And I was really only focusing on six gauges, and then listen to what my instructor was saying because he was saying, "Okay, get me on this radial, you know, this VOR, this radial." Okay, and I was focusing on doing that. I'd kind of glance up and make sure that I was still level or, you know, or on the right heading, and and I did a lot of that. And go, okay, now divert to here, Mm -hmm. and and I noticed that it was uh, less distractions. It was a very stable flight, and he even commented on that. You know, given how bumpy it was, how how well I was, you know, maintaining heading and altitude. So, um took the hood back off and we're getting bounced around and then he you know he had me doing basically the same thing okay go here okay now go to this airport now okay that one's fogged in we're going to divert to here 
you know, so I'd break out the whiz wheel and do all my, my stuff and I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm dropping, you know, a hundred feet here and, you know, 10 degrees off my heading. And he's like, okay, he goes now, and he goes, something's changed. And he goes, what do you think has changed? And I said, I'm looking out, you know, I'm looking around, I'm, I'm more all over the place instead of being right on those gauges, right on my, my, my business, mm-hmm. you know, so it was, I don't know, it was interesting. Yeah, I'm looking forward to doing some of that hood work. It, uh, it, it sounds like quite the challenge. It's fun. You know, the one thing that, that uh, I think you might look forward to, um, and I did really well with this. I don't know, maybe it was just instinct for me. And, and, you know, we were talking earlier about radio control. I think you'll get it too. Um, he's going to, or she's going to throw it into, you know, uh, steep left bank climbing, and you need to recover that, you know, and, and the proper power setting and, and, uh, I think you'll you'll do really well on it because it was me. I looked at it. I looked at the, uh, you know, looked at my instruments. I said, okay, here's where I am. Add power, chop power. You know, level it out. And it was just like boom. And it was it was just instinct of how to get back level. Mm-hmm. So and I think I think you'll probably you'll you'll get to do that. And I think you're gonna do really well with that. Sounds like a fun game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> close. And, and 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 the fun part is, I mean. You don't. I don't think you get upset real easy in the in the cockpit, but it's okay. Close your eyes, hands off everything, hands and feet off, and just sit there. And you have to have your eyes closed and right. you know, throw it into some. You know, turn this way, turn this way, dive, pull back. You know, get you all completely rattled in your head, and and then uh, okay, recover. Where am I? <laughs> yeah, you, you think you're you're trying to concentrate on what your body's feeling the whole time, but it's playing tricks on you. Absolutely, your you know, mind's I, playing tricks on you. I I had a pretty good idea when he when he was throwing it and you know banking one way or pulling back. I'm like, okay, we're we're turning left and we're gonna climb. Okay, and then I look and it was nowhere. I, as I look out the out the windshield, there was no. <laughs> it was not even close to what I thought it was supposed to be. So. <laughs> Your body, your body definitely lies to you. That's for sure. Yeah, but you'll have fun with the hood work. It's 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 fun. Have you you and you've been doing all the the nav work, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what? Where did um? I kind of forgot where where I left off on the last episode. I had done. I know I'd done. I'd done my night cross countries, obviously at that point. Um. Because I I remember I was t- talk you're talking about s- some of the best landings and and yeah um, when all I was doing was just pattern work at night yeah some of the greasiest smoothie smooth landings I've ever had but uh, the night cross country like you you know the depth perception wasn't quite there and I gave a oh crap you know a couple of times you know. <laughs> As I thought the uh, runway was coming up at me a little faster than I thought it, you know. Or Do that in twenty knot gusts. <laughs> Do that in twenty knot gusts? No. Yeah. yeah Pasadena. Yeah. Yeah, I'll pass on that one too. Yeah. That's what I was in. No gusts at night. Forget about it. So, um, let's see. So, so since so since then, um, I had done a. Across, yeah, I did a cross country. I don't think I talked about this last time. My other cross country, my other dual cross country was to uh, Prescott and then Cottonwood. Did I talk about that? I don't think so. Doesn't sound familiar, does it? Uh uh-uh. uh. I don't remember editing it. You don't? <laughs> you don't remember editing it? Okay. No. So um, it was my first uh, cross country north of uh, Phoenix, and um, 
the way I, I had it planned out is that well we were going to go to I was going to go to um, Prescott Arizona and uh, and then uh, hang a right after we got there and go over to Cottonwood but you know my straight line that I had us going was over top of the Bradshaw Mountains which are um, I don't know seventy thousand feet something like that and you know she said you know it's best if we just go around these i mean our plane can make it over it yes but we're going to spend a lot of time climbing and then you got to worry about mountain waves uh the air waves from the mountain so um we did we just uh we uh diverted around them a little bit so it extended our trip by a little ways you know burned a little bit more fuel because we had to go around but probably averaged out considering you know takes a lot of fuel to climb too so um uh, was coming into Prescott and uh, and we were I don't know about 10 miles out and making my radio calls to Prescott. It's a towered field. They're, they have a um, a couple of runways and and they have a, a crossing one runway. And they uh, they uh, cleared me to land on the real short runway, which uh, Jackie said she'd never even landed on that runway yet. So for whatever you know because of the wind conditions at the time, we were lined up on on the small runway and it was. Uh, had a little uphill to it at the very end, so it was kind of cool. And nice weather that day. It uh, wasn't, you know, it was like eight or ten knot crosswind, or not a crosswind. Um, it was like quartering headwind or so, but uh, no big deal. That uh, that went good. Uh, Prescott's really pretty. We go up there a few times a year and hang out at my aunt and uncle's or my wife's aunt and uncle's cabin that they have. So we're familiar with Prescott, but I've never been to the airport um, as many times we've been up there. Apparently, is on the other side of town. So then we took off and went to uh, Cottonwood, which isn't far away, um, but Cottonwood's a non-towered airport, and again, I'm out of my element when it comes to non-towered airports. I sound like a complete idiot. <laughs> <laughs> we, I, made I really that, want I, someone to talk to me. I made that comment earlier. It's just like, uh, or, or when I was listening to your, uh, when you were on Chris's podcast, Yeah. that uh, it, it's backwards for you. You know, I got I got into the controlled airspace and went... Uh, it, uh, it was a short circuit between I knew what I had to say, but between <laughs> what was in my head and coming out of my mouth wasn't the same. <laughs> I feel so much more comfortable when someone's giving me instructions. I can just follow them. But when I got to I don't know, I, I feel goofy talking and to space you know, to no one, maybe, you know, yeah. <laughs> so. well, there's also less you got to do in a controlled. Plus yeah, talking. I like it. I uh, so I, I was we was coming into Prescott and I uh, I, I said uh, um, or not Prescott uh, Cottonwood um, I said Cottonwood traffic Archer three five four Mike Alpha request advisories and uh, and luckily a, a plane was uh, in the in the pattern actually and and he had said that he had um, something about jumpers and uh, that he was he was landing and he had let me know how the winds were when he got down. And and I said, hey, where's your jumpers? You know, because <laughs> I didn't want didn't want them to show up all of a sudden either. And uh, he goes, oh no, they just they just they just got on the ground, so uh, so I didn't have to worry about uh, parachutes and people flying out of the sky at me, which was good. Um, and so he got on the ground and 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 said that the winds was favoring the runway that he landed on. I think it was three zero or three three, whatever. And uh, so landed there and then uh, took back off and went home. Now on the way there. We had a 30-knot headwind. Wow. And I think I was making, at best, uh, no more than 100 knots ground speed. 
uh, but I was kicking ass coming home. Uh, <laughs> I, I yellow arced the sucker a couple of times and had to bring it back. We were doing um, in the 130 knot area uh, a good ways back, so wow, we were, we were kicking some ass coming home, um, which was uh, nice on the fuel and also you know shortened the time quite a bit. And you know it was cool. By the time I got back, even though we had all that wind working with us and against us, um, I was. Uh, three-tenths of a gallon uh, off on my fuel from what I estimated to what it took to fill it back up to the tabs. Wow. So I was, I was impressed with my guesstimation of uh, fuel. So that was my last uh, my last uh, dual cross-country. And then the following week, I did my first uh, solo cross-country. And I just decided to go back to a familiar airport uh, with a familiar route, I said, you know what, the, our first dual cross country I thought was horrendous for me. It was a lot of work that I wasn't used to. You know, you're, uh, of course, I'm, I'm, I'm traversing from Phoenix. I'm traversing uh, Scottsdale, Falcon Field, and Mesa Gateway before I get to um, Coolidge. And so I got to talk, talk to all those airports and be, um, be uh, uh, familiar with what their altitudes are as I'm going along, and, and like I mentioned, a lot of them are, are practically touching, and so you got to let one controller know that your next uh, your next waypoint is not your final destination, but this other airport, so they can release you soon enough that you can get in contact with the other airport before hitting their airspace. You know, so I did so poorly. I thought the first time she said I did fine, but I, I was a mess, um, to be honest. I you know I, I trying to write down your times and everything and change radio frequencies and all that stuff. It wasn't, wasn't my best day ever. So I decided I want to retry that again now that I've done it once and I've had some practice. I want to see how much better I can do. And, and the second time through, it was just no stress. Everything just went great. I wasn't all over the place. I had my had time to write everything down. But even b- before going, though, you know, I had a lot of notes of, of – all my frequencies and in the airplane I put in in uh, in COM one and two. You know how you have two frequencies for each. You know so you can flip flop them. I had I had four different four my next four upcoming frequencies already planned in, so I could just press a button and flip to them as I'm going through. Nice. So that made you know resource management a little, little, little easier for me. I didn't have to struggle for that stuff and look it up and all that stuff. So it went good. Flew down to uh, Coolidge and. Uh, Entered the pattern, then a, uh, a little a diamond, uh, I think it was a DA-20, landed in behind me. And then I followed him on out, um, hung out there for a little bit and looked around. There's a bunch of cool like C-130s there and a uh, Douglas DC-7 that they're restoring. So it's, an, it's a nice old air, air, air base. It used to be um, an old World War II air base, I guess. There's a World War II hangar still there. It's in pretty bad shape. But... but uh, Headed back to uh, Phoenix the uh, same direction as I went, and everything worked out good. Um, so that was my, my first and only, at this point, solo cross-country. But I had a great time, and I can't wait to go do it again. I wish the weather was cooperating more, but uh, the last two weekends have, have kind of sucked for that. But this weekend, I think it's going to be sunny and 80 degrees. Nice. So. I, I've had the same thing going on here, just the weather. We yeah, just like storm after storm rolling in. I had a, a this past week was 
okay, and then this weekend going into next week is going to be horrible. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that I can I can get some good weather for for next week, but uh, um, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I wanna I wanna fly down to uh, Marana and and meet someone for lunch. I was well, speaking of someone, um, um, Hawaiian Mike CFI, who we've talked to on Twitter a few times. Yeah. He was he was if the if Weather was okay. He was going to borrow somebody's uh, 150 or 152 and meet me at Marana for breakfast last weekend, but like I said, it didn't work out. So maybe this weekend. Sounds like a really nice airport and uh, and they have you know good food and like breakfast is two or three bucks a plate or whatever. So wow, can't beat that. Airplane air, air, airplane food at at Denny's prices. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> where's uh where's uh Mike based out of? Do you know? Uh, he's over in, uh, Chandler. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I was just talking to him and, and he's, he's, uh, maybe looking, uh, at an airplane, uh, to purchase, which would be cool. Something, something he can, uh, uh, do some IFR work in and get a bunch of hours in. Sounds like a real nice airplane. I hope he does. I'm looking forward to flying in it with him. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what else? What else? Oh, um. My uh, my buddy who I've brought up a few different times, who's also um, like almost done in his flight training. He he does his uh, his final check ride. Um, let's see, either this week or next week. I can't remember. He did his he did his um, mock check ride um, last week. So I think uh, not this week, but next week he decided he's he's doing his uh, full on. Check ride, so I'm I'm real excited for him and and uh, so we're gonna we're gonna go play around as soon as he gets his license. It sounds sounds like uh sounds like he's been he's been at this for quite a while. Um, unfortunately, he's I think he's at one of those schools that uh, you know kind of has him on the hook for more money than he really needed to spend, you know, type of deal. Um, but he's at this point he's done, so he's just gonna finish it. I uh, he's a his instructors are really the kind of guys that, uh, you know, bury their head in their hand and shake their head at them and saying, what the hell are you thinking and stuff like that. Can you believe people do that as wow. an instructor? I mean, Time for a new this, school. I, I don't know how he's toughed it out that long. I mean, that guy, I would have undone the dude's seatbelt and chucked him out of the airplane at some point. <laughs> I, I don't know how much, how much I could have put up with it, but, um, so, anyways, he's he's finishing up, and I'm I'm really glad for him because uh, he's been he's been at it for for too long now. You know, he should have his uh, his instrument at this point. But uh, wow. th- I think they've just got in his head a little bit about you know his abilities, and he's better than what they're telling him. You know, so best of luck to him. And 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 uh, um, actually, I was going to have him go go see uh. Um, Hawaiian Mike, uh, and and uh, try and you know have Mike take him up a couple of times and just evaluate him so he can get another person's perspective. Sure, uh, somebody that's not gonna. Yeah, just a fresh pair of eyes, you know, and yeah. someone who hasn't spent any time with him. Hey, am am I a total idiot up here, or am I doing it right? You know. So he, he I he asked me about my instructor, and I said, yeah, my instructor would do it too. So I. I'd gave him both my instructor's numbers and Mike's, so maybe um, I don't know if he's going to take him take him up on it or not, and, and go try it out, or or just have at the uh, 
have out the uh, check ride and just do it. So we'll see. Um, still haven't taken my written. <laughs> just no, man. schedule not, schedule the date, knock it out. It's it's not as bad as it is as we no, were making just, it out to it's be. It's just me. I'm lazy about studying. It's just all me. It's it's not. I'm afraid to take the test. It's just I am so lazy at studying. I'll end up taking it the day before I see my DPE or something. <laughs> I'm so glad that I got it knocked out. And you know that that stress or that that little piece of stress of building block or whatever you want to call it. Now that it's over with. I can now focus on on the flying part, and and I know that it's done, and I I've got it in my logbook, man. It's it's I got that that signature that I'm good to go, and <clears throat> so yeah. just just knock it out, and that way you can it, it'll be behind you, and and you just focus on finishing yeah. the rest of your training. I, I I'm actually I will do it this month, one way one way or the other. I'll I'll knock it out before the end of the month. Good, good. Schedule it now. Get her done. Yeah. Just schedule it, and then you have a date that you have to take it. <laughs> and if you fail it, then it's 150 bucks. Or 140, <laughs> I guess. No fail. As long no as you fail, belong no to EAA or AOPA. But yeah, I got the discount. So. Yeah. Me too. Um. Oh, you. Uh, also, um, I've been using my uh, my flight simulator FSX a couple of times here for for um, my cross countries. Mm-hmm. If I wasn't able to fly that day on on because of the weather, I fired up the sim and flew it anyways. Um, and I've got a few upgrades on it to where it's got a better um, terrain than the default and so forth, uh, and a lot more real realistic waypoints and elevation changes and all that stuff. So um, I did a uh, I did a a mock uh, mock ride up to um, uh, Sedona a few weeks ago. And uh, it was interesting because I was uh, I was flying I was flying I just decided to fire up a Cessna 206 you know, and so I was flying uh, out of Deer Valley to uh, to Sedona and what's funny is I got to about five six thousand feet and uh, and all of a sudden you know the engine's starting to die on me and my airspeed indicator is showing zero and it's raining out there's all kinds of clouds and stuff it's really realistically looking like IFR, but I'm in and out of clouds. But I'm um, like, oh, I've got carb ice, you know? And I'm like, I've never experienced that, you know, in the sim before. Um, I didn't even know it was modeled very accurately. And uh, so I put the thing on autopilot real quick, so I had to look up the command for carb ice and, and, uh, <laughs> and the pitot heat. And I turned, I turned them on, and sure enough, engine came back alive, and the airspeed indicator immediately flipped back over to... Uh, the correct speed and it was working good. I was like, wow, that was really interesting. You know, is that it? It was modeled uh, good enough to where I could figure out what was going on. I actually thought that there was just some sort of goofy error going on um, because I was moving the throttle lever back and forth and nothing was happening. Um, so that's, that was cool. That's interesting. And then I also did a mock check ride back down to Marana where I really want to go. And along the way, I noticed a couple of good uh, checkpoints that I will see along the way. And uh, a mountain that's real obvious that that's out of you know it, it doesn't belong to any big terrain of mount or not terrain but uh, um, ridge or anything. It's just all by itself. And then there's a um, um, a electrical uh, some sort of power plant along the way too. So I'll be looking for those for sure along the way. So it's it's cool. I got my knee board out and I'm checking off my times and. 
working just like the real thing. You know, of course, the feedback from the plane might not be the same, but you know what? The navigation's spot on. That's a good way to do it. You know, save yourself a bunch of money and uh, it's a it's a it's a decent tool. Yeah, yeah. I have to fire my backup again. I've I've got the the what is it the SciTech yoke and rudder pedals and everything, and I actually haven't used them in several months now, and I, I may have to just pull them back out. Yeah, I got a I got a a, a yoke, um, but I don't have any rudder pedals, which is a which is a bummer. But uh, but uh, I didn't want to didn't want to spend the money on them right now. I'd rather put it into the real plane. You know, I I never really had a whole lot of money into the sim until uh, the last year. And I, I thought about getting puddles and I was like, well, I'll hold off because those are pricey, you know, I, I ended up getting these used on, on eBay, the whole pack. I think I got it for, I don't know, 80 bucks. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got all mine off, off of eBay too. <laughs> Mine's a CH products. Um, yoke. I've also, I do have a SciTech um, actual stick and, uh, and rudder, the X 52 pro. Mm hmm. The one where it has the separate throttle quadrant, and there's like 70 buttons just on the yeah. throttle piece that yeah. goes back and forth. I have so that. It's got that digital display on it with the MDF. Yeah. It's, so it's got all your radio. That's crazy piece of machinery right there. <laughs> so anyways, I think that uh, – oh, one more thing. Um, I uh, I uh, was a, a guest on, uh, on Chris Finley's podcast, uh, My Flight Coach. Um, a couple of couple, uh, I guess it was a couple of weeks ago, and well, maybe not quite two weeks yet. And he had just put out the podcast um, in the last few days, so that's up. So uh, he interviewed me and talked about us and and uh, and um, how I'm going about doing my flight training and so forth, and talked about the podcast. And he's a big fan of it, so I appreciate that. So check out uh, uh, Chris Finley's uh, My Flight Coach and. Uh, and his podcast, and you can hear about that. Yeah, I actually listened to it today at work, and it's it's a, it's a great episode. And and all of his episodes are really good. Chris seems like a, a really nice guy. Yeah, he sounds like su- he's just talking to him. Super nice guy. Um, he also does like personal um, personal coaching, like um, like a life coach type of thing. He does that. Um, and I like how he does his uh, podcasts. They're all like under thirty minutes. Yeah. So, you know, you can keep your attention the whole time, unlike us, where I'm sure you got to pause, leave, leave, go to, the, yeah, go to work, <laughs> go to the bathroom. Oh, they're still talking. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you talking about going to work. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> anywho, aviation podcast listeners are used to it. Mm-hmm. I, I had made a made a, a comment. I think it might have been tonight that on uh, on Twitter that uh, we are getting known as the Alpha Bravo episode podcast. So we're gonna have. Well, to if just... you guys would shut up soon, we'd be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think my wife gabs. I might I, have her beat. You know what? It's good that we. we it's you know common interest and and we we have three different perspectives on on this adventure. So it's a lot to say and a lot to, to talk about. So that's what makes it unique. We like it. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> shall we wrap it up? Speaking of that? Yeah, so. I think so. All right. Any, uh, shout outs for you guys? I do have a couple. Um, first of all, to a good friend of mine, Corey, he, uh, soloed this week. It had been kind of 
push back a week or so because of weather, but uh, he finally got a solo in. So um, congrats to him on that. Congrats. Bravo Zulu. Excellent. Uh, what else? Um, let's see this last flight. I finally got to use uh four flight for the first time, oh. uh, in like legitimately use it in the cockpit as, um, my chart, mm-hmm. not necessarily as like navigation or anything, just using it as, as my, my, instead of the paper, having the paper chart in front of me, um, which was really nice at night because it kind of glows. The problem was, is it glowed way too much, even on the lowest brightness setting. Oh. Um, However, I want to give them props because the day after that flight, they released the new update, which allows you to dim in four flight more than the actual dimming of the iPad itself. Oh, how convenient. So you can actually dim further. And I was like about to go say, hey, this is too bright. And Apparently someone already did, huh? <laughs> yeah, so um, I think that's going to be really, really useful. So I'm really glad that they did that. Um, well, I can't wait to do that when I get my iPad, too. Next week. Even your gyroscope. And <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm. I'm in the phone market, not the uh, tablet <laughs> market at the moment. But um, um, I'm actually been planning a flight the past couple minutes. But uh, <laughs> I I don't have any shout outs. So Chris, if 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 you do, I think I actually already gave them. But uh, to properly uh, give the shout out at the time that we were specified, we specified for it. I'd like to just give a shout out again to uh, Chris Finley of MyFlightCoach.com, uh, MyFlightCoach on uh, Twitter, um, Hawaiian Mike CFI for uh, hanging out with me and having a few uh, beverages and just uh, shooting the breeze, talking about aviation and everything. And um, and uh, uh, that's about it right now. Cool. So listener mail. Um, Anyhow, we got a we got a couple of emails. Um, I got one from uh, Stefan Balmer. Um, he just basically said, "Congrats to me on passing my check ride." Um, he said, "Good luck to Chris and Mark," and um, he just said, uh, "Keep up the great podcast." So uh, I love getting stuff like that. People actually listening to us. Yes, that's always cool to know. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, actually one from a while ago that we got. I don't know if we ever said anything about this um, about ATC. Um, but Ron sent us an email um, basically about when uh, back in uh, episode six, Bravo, <laughs> Bravo, when <laughs> uh, Chris was talking about um, following the uh, twin flying a 747. Yeah. Um, he basically said a thing uh, about how ATC pretty much everything is on recorded. Um, so, you know, you can call the tower and, and speak to the tower supervisor and, um, you know, they can go back and listen to the tape. So it's in the controller's best interest to kind of help you in that respect. Not to mention mm-hmm. the fact that they are there to help you. Mm-hmm. Like that's their job is to make sure that you're being safe and all that kind of stuff. So like, don't be afraid to ask, you know, Hey, can I just cut in in front of them? Cause yeah. they're flying way out there. I got room. Is it okay if I can just do an early, you know, crosswind or something and, and kind of, yeah, I won't be afraid to do that again. I tell you that. Yeah. So, um, just uh, just one of those things. He said, you know, they're not a traffic cop. You know, you can question them and just, just you know, ask them. You know, the worst they can say is, now nah, we can't fit that in. Yeah. So I thought I thought that was kind of a good. Negative ghostwriter, the pattern is full. Well, we'll see about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, I just want to actually kind of throw a shout out to uh, Mark Scott. Just uh, I know he's been having some issues with uh, flight schools and CFIs and that kind of stuff. So. Um, just shout out to him. I hope he can get it all worked out because he's about to solo. Um, 
he's like literally would be soloing this week if um uh he had a cfi at the moment so <laughs> i hope he gets all of that worked out uh it's tough and, to solo without a cfi i tell you yeah so i hope he can get his solo done because he's real close so um just good luck to him mm-hmm. and i believe that's about all we got you can reach all of us at in the pattern podcast at podcast at in the pattern podcast.com on Twitter is In The Pattern, so my transponder group for In The Pattern Podcast. And lastly, you can find us on iTunes as In The Pattern Podcast. You can reach me, John, at john at inthepatternpodcast.com or on Twitter and my transponder as Pilot Conway. Chris? Yeah, you can uh, find me at chris at inthepatternpodcast.com as well. On Twitter at uh, C-H-O-L-U-B-A-Z, that's C-H-O-L-U-B-A-Z. And uh, my transponder is also C-Hola-Bay-Z. And Mark? Yeah, you can find me at Mark at InThePatternPodcast.com, StudentPilotMark on Twitter, and M. Lacoste on my transponder. Give us a shout. And lastly, if you'd like, you can leave us a text message or a voicemail. The phone number is 707-PCAST-01. That's 707-PAPA-CHARLIE-ALPHA-SIERRA-TANGO-01. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Independent Podcast. I'd like to thank you all for listening. Remember, make left traffic and you're cleared for the option. shows at the Aviation Podcast Network. TheVoicesInYourHead.com Why did you color that? I don't know. It was a copy and paste. <laughs> oh, sorry. sorry. Anyhow. <laughs> I'm, writing in, I'm writing in the show notes as we go, folks. <laughs> and John's looking at what I'm writing. <laughs> Oh, anywho. I knew you would be looking at that for some reason. <laughs> oh, crap. Error. Recording could not be started. Please restart the call graph and try again, you piece of shit. I got mine running. Thank you, Mark, because that's going to go somewhere. That's <laughs> <laughs> A2 hosting. That's our hosting, not our listener mail. Hey, guys, we're getting a new customer portal. Anywho. <laughs> um. <laughs> Alpha... Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, whatever it takes. <laughs> this won't be more than two. <laughs> no. Now, let's break it up stupid. into about like six 15-minute segments. <laughs> <laughs> How much of the alphabet we could use. Because um, that's kind of the week that I like from now on just will not miss. Unless I, got, I, got, I have a kid that week. <laughs> yeah. And then um, maybe. That's probably the... You'll be That's scoping out, scoping out decent hotels in Wisconsin, huh? Or decent hospitals in Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's got to be some life flight vehicles there, I guarantee you. <laughs> well, I was going to say, by that time, I might be able to talk my wife into coming, and she can just deliver for you. So There you go. There you go. <laughs> That's what she does for a living. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs>